Hi, welcome to Office Hours, a podcast presented by College Fashionista. It's Amy Levin here. For those of you new this week, each episode of this series has a special guest who will share insight on life, careers, and their story to success. Today is our latest episode with fashion designer Misha Nunu. I'm really excited to chat with her and have her share her insight on building such a wonderful business. Welcome, Misha. So do you think going to school in both London and Paris has made an impact on your fashion sense and your designs? Definitely. Uh, 100% it has. What I got from going to school in London was you know, a continued understanding of my own culture. But being in Paris, you know, there's really nothing like Paris. And I wouldn't necessarily say that it was going to school in Paris that gave me that, but it was living in Paris and um, seeing the way that women dress and the way that... Uh, they put things together and just the appreciation for quality that the French have. When did you decide that you wanted to create your own brand? You know, I think I always had an idea that I wanted to do my own thing from actually being a teenager. I'd expressed that interest and my father's he's retired now, but he had his own business. With that in mind, he kind of steered me into going into a more general um, college situation in terms of you know going taking a degree like business which kind of gives you a very good and varied so it really allowed me um, to understand what it would be like to kind of start on my own and what that would look like and and um, and I think that, that was great advice his perspective yeah my father is also an entrepreneur and I think growing up and seeing that and that lifestyle and like the highs of it and the lows of it is very helpful when you go into your own business because you're like, okay, this is normal. Like I saw my dad experience this. Like I think this is okay. Yeah, my dad actually never really shared the lows. He only shared the, shared the highs. So I had a skewed perception clearly. <laughs> but you're like, um, isn't this always supposed to be fun? Yeah, and amazing? exactly. I was like, but wait. <laughs> he was always very encouraging about just you know doing your own thing and, and taking your own path. And he's a man of very few words. So that was. Um, it was just the way that I communicated with him actually was often through through understanding what he did every day. And what was the first hire that you made as you got your business off the ground? The first hire was actually somebody who helped me with production. Uh, I think that it's really important to know your own weaknesses and the way that even if you don't have a great experience yet, the way that you can really understand that is um, normally what you like you're good at and what you dislike you're not good at. It's not that I don't appreciate, I appreciate production enormously, but I don't understand the fine, fine details that go into it. Yeah. And it's very, very, it's very detail-oriented and there's a lot of organization that goes into it. That's just not my skill set. Yeah, and, and you can't do everything. And the way to scale a business is obviously to have more team members. And I think that's something good to learn early on that like it can't be a one-woman show. Absolutely, but then you also have to understand that you need to manage people. And managing people is also um, something that it's a real skill to manage people very well. Yeah, absolutely. And so London, you started your own business. You studied business undergrad, but you did a graduate degree. No. Never? No, no graduate degree. And so where does fashion play into everything, which is uh, so your interest? It was something that I always wanted to do. I always loved clothes, and I thought that there was an, an element of you know getting dressed every day that was um, not only so attached to your own identity but also something that could be so enjoyable and I just always loved what the kind of the magic that could come from getting dressed every day. With that in mind I took my business degree knowing that I wanted to get into fashion and when I uh, finished university I moved to New York uh, quite quickly afterwards actually 
and I got a paid apprenticeship in a very, very small tailoring atelier in the garment district that still produced 100% domestically. So it allowed me that understanding from, you know, there was a pattern room where they really had, you know, people who actually made patterns and and um, it was an incredible hands-on education. And I would say that personally, I understood myself that I wasn't the type of person who enjoyed sitting in a classroom and reading a book. Yeah. I was the type of person that really gained knowledge through experience. And I think knowing that about yourself, whether you're you know, a student of life or you're a student of you know, the classroom, is very important in thinking about what your next steps are immediately after your education. Yeah, and a lot of times we tell students when they graduate to just intern for a little bit, like continue that experience because I'm the same as you, like that's where I learned all my skills and I was very strategic in my internships where I always interned in different departments at companies from like event to editorial to press. Yeah. And it's so helpful because that's where you, you know, garner the skills to start your own business. So I absolutely. Even if you're going to start young, and I started quite young, I still think that you don't really know what the skills are because when you're working in a company, you can always go home at 6 p.m. And, and you know, it's like, okay, I'm going out now. I'm like, bye. I'll be back at nine, you know. But as an entrepreneur, the... Um, aspect of you know looking after people ensuring that they are going to get their paycheck every month or you know every uh, every other week all of those things are untold stresses that people really don't share um, you hear all the success stories but I don't think that you hear all the sleepless nights that go along with those success stories yeah and I, I think it's helpful when you're a small business to have people who understand the small business yes and the workings of that because yes. like you know it. Big companies versus small companies have a lot of differences. Absolutely. What would you say is the biggest challenge of running your own business? I think one of the biggest challenges really is hiring talent, actually. That's one of my biggest challenges because in the areas that I understand and I I know very well from design to PR, marketing, um, editorial content, that kind of thing, it's much easier for me to hire than in areas like finance, production, even product development, you know, kind of that very technical link between design and production. I sometimes struggle in making those decisions and um, I'm Libra, so I'm indecisive by nature anyway. But I think that for me, that's the most challenging thing, making yeah. those decisions. Yeah. And where where do you see your brand going from here? What's next? You know, it's really, I'm very interested in the digital space and what can be explored there. And I think that there's so much that can be done. I think that, you know, you've looked at the the disintermediation of the middleman and many different industries. But I think that the fashion industry, whilst future focused in terms of, you know, we're always thinking about next season, next season, and next season happens to often be a year in advance. From a design perspective, from a business capacity, people don't always tend to think in that way. So I'm really excited for what what can be driven with that mindset, yeah. future focused, digital, how we can take the pain process out of out of you know um, shopping in a way. Um, do you hope to have your own stores, or do you want to remain? I, I mean, I would actually, I would love to have, um, I would love to have stores, but I think again, they have to have a point. And there's there's been so many articles written recently about you know what does a store mean today? Is it experiential? Yeah. Is it what does it mean? And I think that you really have to, in any capacity, now there has to be a point to why you're creating anything. You know, we live in such an overcrowded world. So I think you really have to have a point of view and you have to have a perspective and you have to really stick to that, whatever that lens is. 
Definitely. There needs to be like a compelling offer to come into a store. Absolutely. Are there any designers or anyone in the industry that you really idolize their career? Oh, idolize their career. I don't know about idolizing their career necessarily, but I would say, you know, I think that Coco Chanel was an absolute pioneer. She was incredible. She was a real renegade rebel. And not only did she introduce a new silhouette, but she introduced a new way of empowering women um, as a businesswoman and as a designer, actually. But today, I mean, I think that everybody has their own trajectory. It's like, you know, as designers, I, I admire the likes of Estelle McCartney, who has a very full family life. Yeah. Um, she's very environmentally focused, which I think is fantastic. That level of sustainability and that commitment, I think, is great. And obviously, she's very talented. Then you look at somebody like a Phoebe Philo, and you have to really respect how pure she is in her design process and how committed she is to that. But... Everybody arrives at a path in their own way, and I think that actually even the setbacks that you have and you encounter along the way prepare you for later successes that you'll encounter. And there's always setbacks. Always no setbacks. Always no one's journey is straight and up. I think the most important thing is to not focus on those. You know, not focus, and I think that's what I learned from my dad when he wouldn't come home and tell me all the bad news, <laughs> is that... You know, there are always setbacks, but actually focus on the positive things that you have going. And, and I had the great fortune, actually, on Friday, I was in San Francisco, and I went to visit um, a correctional facility, a prison, where uh, there were people who had been, you know, many of the ages of the students, 17 and 18 years old when they were incarcerated. And they were given, you know, 25 to life sentences, 54 years to life sentences for things like robbery, armed robbery, and um, without parole. And listening to, I mean, that's a pretty major setback in your life. And listening to how these now men um, talked with such gratitude about actually what they had rather than what had been taken away from them really made me think that it's just a very humbling experience to be around people like that. And I think that's crazy. it's, it's, it's life, isn't it? And I think that you have to take everything that you have and kind of put a positive spin on it and think, okay, well, what am I going to do with this setback or whatever? How am I going to turn this into something positive? I love that. Great outlook. What street style do you like best, New York, Paris, or London? London. What is your favorite item that you've designed? Some of my favorite pieces are actually old jackets that I've done. Who is your biggest mentor? It's kind of cringy, but probably my father in the long run, you know. My dad's mine too. It's okay. Well, thank you so much. This was so wonderful chatting with you. Thank you very much. Nice having me. Thank you, Misha, for talking to us. You're such an inspiration. I hope you will all join us for our next Office Hours conversation. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. Until then, 